Welcome to another episode of Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, forgot today was recording day and getting started a little bit late. <laughs> yeah. That's but, all right. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> We're um, doing it now. We are doing it now. We are doing it. Um, but I've been good, though. I have been traveling around, uh, continuing the tour and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, I was in uh, Kansas City last week. Ate Ooh. some barbecue. It was fun. Yeah, nice. good times were had by all. Did the prerequisite then? Yes, of if course. If you're going to be in Kansas City, you got to have some barbecue. Yep. Um, what about you? What did you do this week? This week? Uh, this week I got back into reading. Okay. I haven't been reading a lot lately, and I was like, I want to start doing that again. So I started doing that with um, uh, a Conan the Barbarian book. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of yeah, a fun little... It's fun. It's nice. It's nice to just have the act of slowing down and not be staring at a screen and just kind of just. I think I summed it up best, or, or just a second ago when I said slowing down. It's nice to slow down. Um, totally. You know, and just go and have this other adventure kind of happen in your head, and it's just a different way of like using your brain. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's been nice. They're fun. They're fun, kind of silly stories, a little outdated with the uh, with the terminology because they were written back in the '30s. And ah. uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's not bad, but like every so often, you're just like, "Ooh, yep, okay, yeah." <laughs> ah. That's right. This was a different time. Glad we don't use that word anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or there will be words that like are so outdated that I'll look them up and go, ooh, shouldn't have looked that up because now that's in my brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my algorithm. And my algorithm now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, uh, well, whoop, cool. Gonna get some fun. Um, gonna get some fun website recommendations soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> some interesting advertisements on my timeline. <laughs> um, well, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some movie news. We can keep it a little little it. shorter this week. I know you uh, got yeah. some celebrating to do. Yes, um, I do. So yeah. All right. Um. So you the last thing you sent me was yes. uh, some news about Batman. You want to talk about that? Oh yeah. So <clears throat> excuse me. So Matt Reeves is developing Batman's Rogues Gallery spinoff films and series. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think the ones, if memory serves, it was the uh, Professor Pig, Clayface, and the Scarecrow are going to be the three that he focuses on. Which, right. it'll be, are we doing origin stories? Are we doing picking up right. like in the middle? Like, what are these going to be? Is just my question. Like about how successful I think these projects are going to be. You know, like where, yeah. where what direction um, are we coming you- at these from? Yeah, and which ones will be films, which ones will be series is another good exactly. question. Professor um, Pig, you could make into a horror film. I don't know anything about Pro- Professor Pig. Can you give me some details? Uh, I don't really all that much either. He's a very, like, very minuscule, okay. like, rogues. Vel- I don't really know, like, a tiny little bit about him, but he basically wears a pig mask, and I think that would be a really good element okay. for a horror film. <laughs> I'm going to look up and see real quick, just a quick Wikipedia um 
first appeared in 2007, created by Grant Morrison. Yeah, that's why um, I don't know that much about him. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, characterization, publication history, uh, return and expanded backstory. Uh, okay. Let's see what I can find here about Professor P. Um, writer Grant Morrison stated a new Batman villain must have a gimmick, creepiness, a distinctive look. Um, let's see. The story is set in the future. Uh, this is Batman's number 666 by DC, DC Comics. Um, foreboding. Um, this story is set in a future in which Bruce Wayne's son, Damien Helms, the Batman vigilante persona. Although Morrison has developed a detailed backstory for Pig, they were unsure the character if the character would be used again. The name Professor Pig originates from the song Pig Pigmalism, written by Momus for Kahimi Kari. Pig being shorthand for Pigmalion. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the character biography, and it's like they're really burying the lead on this one. Yeah, they really sound like <laughs> it. Okay, here we go. In the story, Laszlo Valentin uh, was an extreme circus mob boss until something turned him into Professor Pig, leading him to begin funding his scientific experiments by selling narcotics to the criminal underworld. Uh, Batman and Robin learn from interrogating his underlings, members of a gang called the Circus of Strange, that Pig is planning to spread a mind control virus across Gotham City, because they always are. Um, this occurred after the group broke into the Gotham City Police Department precinct <laughs> that teammate Mr. Toad was held in only to find him dead. Pig is stopped and placed in Blackgate Penitentiary, but medics cannot save his infected minions known as Dolatrons. Um, so it sounds like he's a mob boss with an affinity for animal experiments of some kind. For, um, yeah. Cool. Fine. That's great. Make it into a horror movie. Yep. Totally. Um, and Clayface, uh, there's different versions of Clayface. The one I'm most familiar with was like the version where he's like an actor from like the animated series, and like yeah, uh, yeah, and then he gets in some kind of accident where he can like uh, change and look and become other people. But clay his true form is just like a clay kind of like blob. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and That's then Scarecrow, the of course. Well. Yeah, and then Scarecrow, of course, um, is Scarecrow. I don't think we need to see Scarecrow again. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been too soon. Okay. You know what I mean? Like we just saw him in the in the you know Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think we need to revisit that character. I think there's other mm-hmm. like smaller characters that you could make larger, make a bigger mm-hmm. deal of if, and I think deserve to be made a larger deal of, like Victor Zaz, mm-hmm. the serial killer who like yeah. marks himself every time mm-hmm. he like kills somebody. So he's got all those hash marks mm-hmm. all over his like body. Mm-hmm. Um, you could make a way scarier movie, like a way better movie with with that, and that would be a character that we've seen, but totally. we don't know a lot about. So yeah, I agree. Or you could do the Calendar Man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Calendar kite. Man is is he exactly what kite he sounds man? like? Kite Man. Yes, he uses like <laughs> Kite Man. Yeah, Kite Man's. A, I love that Kite Man's a, like a real thing. Yeah, you got to fill up those comic book uh, pages, and uh, they're not all winners. <laughs> they're not all winners. <laughs> they're not all winners. <laughs> um, uh, in other DC news, um, the Flash 2 script is reportedly already written. Um, yep. Flash won't be released until next year, but the script for a sequel is reportedly already written, despite the numerous controversies involving the franchise's main star, Ezra Miller. Um, yeah, I think 
Um, despite what Ezra Miller is going through in his personal life, um, the rumors and the responses, the early responses to The Flash have been that it's pretty good. Um, and I think this character is probably easily, the actor is easily replaceable, I think. Um, if you're yeah. going to do something in the future, if this movie does really well, and especially if they're gearing up the, um, the DC universe to revolve around this new JSA team with the rock kind of mm-hmm. at the center of it, I think you can definitely recast, um, Ezra Miller and, and be just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. He hasn't made that much of an impact through yeah. his performances anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unless this movie really proves why Ezra Miller has to be the flash, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think you can probably pretty much just go ahead and replace him with somebody else that yep. kind of looks like him and yeah. does a decent job. Totally. Um, uh, James Gunn is in talks to direct a new D- a DC Comics movie. We don't know what it is. Um, yes, secret. Any, any guesses or like what you Dude, would think James Gunn would do a good job at directing? Who knows, man? Like, he'd, he'd be so good at everything. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's one specific... DC. I'm gonna look at a. Uh, I'm gonna look at a list of uh, of DC characters, just on Google. He'd be good with. He'd be good with Martian Manhunter. That'd be interesting. Let me see. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's. He could do Green Lantern, the Green Lantern Corps. That'd be fun. A Green Lantern Corps movie would be amazing, and I think he could do a good job with that because it's it's galactic. It's there's a team. We've seen him do that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, they could but be bringing him in to p- do. What's up? Sorry, good. I was going to say they uh, they've been talking about uh, Constantine for a while. Maybe that's what they're bringing him in to do. Maybe that would be interesting. I don't know if I would peg, peg him as the one to do Constantine, but I think it'd be interesting to see what he could do. Mm-hmm. Especially if they want uh, Constantine to go like. A little bit humorous in tone. I think that could yeah. be fun. Yeah. All right. Which I could see them doing. Well, James <sighs> Gunn hasn't missed yet, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's pretty much, his track record is pretty solid right now. Um, have you started watching, um, this is a, a bit of a left turn, but we're going to get yeah, into some sure. Lord, of, Lord of the Rings stuff here in a second. Have you been yeah, watching yeah. the Rings of Power at all? No, not at all. I, okay. I'm not that interested in it. Like, it mm-hmm. just... Uh, it seems like they're kind of grasping at straws a little bit, yeah. like at least just from what I've seen and heard. And it doesn't really seem like they're really using the Silmarillion as a base, but the Silmarillion really can't be used as a base to like flush mm-hmm. out a, can give you an overall story, but it doesn't have like character motivations and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of, I don't know. Unless someone or multiple people that, unless someone that I trust or multiple people that I don't know or don't mm-hmm. really know, say it's good, I'm not going to watch it. Because it just seems like they just made it to compete with Game of Thrones or to fill the Game of Thrones gap. And I just, eh, it's just too much to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's big. And I don't know, it... It just doesn't. It just doesn't hold the interest for me that like the Lord of the Rings did, right? Yeah, and especially after the Hobbit movies, I really don't trust them. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's there's that too because the Hobbit movies were awful. Yeah, um, they are really bad. Uh, I'm 
I I will say I was in the same boat with you. I haven't I haven't uh, just to put it out there. I have not watched it yet. But oh, you haven't. Okay. No, but I thought um, you were about to be like, well, let me tell you, son. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was in the same boat as you, where I was like was not particularly interested in watching it. However, um, I watched a um, I watched uh, like a a, ve- a special effects thing about it. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking a lot about how great the show looks and like how flawless a lot of the visual effects are. And oh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. It just the 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 character motivations and the stories that they're doing. That's mm-hmm. what doesn't interest me. The look sure. to it. It yeah. is a beautiful looking show mm-hmm. as far as like design goes. Totally. Yeah. So I was like, man, the show looks really good uh, from the stuff that they were showing me um, visually. And I was like, man, if let me give it a shot because like <laughs> I uh, I'm trying to get out of like being dissuaded by watching things because of how many people are talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's and, fair. And so uh I'm like, I'll give it a shot. So I will. I think um I think I'll download an episode to maybe like watch on the plane or something like that. Um go. watch the pilot and if it interests me, I'll keep going, but um it do, it it's the most expensive like thing ever made uh at this point. And so uh, I'm like, ah, let, let me let me give it a shot. Let me see what they're doing over here at Amazon. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking about I'm thinking about watching it. Um, I did see a meme going around though of like someone being like, I don't understand why everyone says they can't uh, tell these characters apart, and then he starts to list all the names, and they're all like exactly the same name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is very funny. Um, but uh, that being said, uh, I think I am going to give it a shot. I think I want to see it. Uh, all right. And I will pass. Well, I judgment. eagerly look forward to your review of it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. Um, <laughs> um, they're doing a Twister sequel. This caught my attention. Yeah, uh, Twisters. Mm-hmm. So it looks uh, like we're gonna get two of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been fast tracked. Uh, Universal er- uh, is aiming for an early 2023 filming start. Um, I'm totally on board for a sequel to this movie. I think there's been more than enough time that has passed, and I think there's. I think there's like the 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 people like us who were like kids when this movie came out, like mm-hmm. now have such a fond memory of that movie that I think now is the time. I think if they would have done this a few years earlier, that might have been too early. But right. I think we are at the age right now where we can appreciate the nostalgia of it, sort of the same way like uh people like our you know our people our parents age like are they were they were primed to have the maverick the top gun remake or not remake but sequel happen yeah i think we are our generation is this is our generation's maverick is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it yeah you're, gonna, you're comparing the wow yeah. we got shafted yeah um i'm really sad that um bill paxton is not around to be in it but, I know. See, that's for me. I'm like, how do you do it yeah. without Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton's not around. Philip Seymour Hoffman's not around anymore. It's, yeah. It's like, just like, oh, man. <laughs> like, why are you doing it? Um, Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm sure they're going to go the route of, like, the Bill Paxton's son or daughter. Yeah, uh, I know. You know, that's the way they're going to go with it. Yeah, and they're probably going to get what's-his-name. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, what's his name from? Oh no, that's not Bill Paxton's son. That's uh, what's his name's son <laughs> from the boys? <laughs> oh, Dennis Quaid's son. Yeah, that's Dennis Quaid's Jack son. Quaid. Sorry, <laughs> I get Dennis Quaid and Bill Paxton mixed up all the time. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I'm interested to see the direction they go with it. Um, but I'm all for the the movie happening as a concept because I love, you know, I love. I think one of the the most underrated underrated qualities of what makes that movie good is that it's one of the few movies in the '90s that like was geared around scientists, where most of the scientists act like scientists, and they don't mm-hmm. act like like you know what I mean, like superheroes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like Bill Paxton is reckless, but like that's that's he that's like the one pass you can give to the movie, and then everyone yeah. else really is like a scientist. But like they look like scientists, but he's a reckless scientist. Exactly, so like how reckless can he actually be? Exactly, and it's not like it's not a Gerard Butler type movie where it's like in order to he's got to save the world from this yeah. tornado. Sure, you know from what I mean? This twister. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that's not what the movie is oh, at all, geez, and I Gerard really appreciate Butler. that. And I really hope they can recapture the spirit of that, where it's like, it's look at let's look at these interesting people do their jobs in a in a crazy way. I like Absolutely. that. I don't want to see them trying to stop the motherload tornado. You know what I no, mean? I, yeah, like we're gonna shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Its path is headed directly towards that orphanage school <laughs> or the White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If it's Gerard Butler, it's the White House. <laughs> if, yes, I was just going to say, that's a Gerard Butler movie. Dude, Gerard the Butler has a new movie that I saw when I was on Netflix the other day. It yeah. looks like the the clip. So I guess his wife goes missing and nothing oh, no. he, nothing they can do will stop him. Yeah. But like basically like it just looked like it looked like a movie where Gerard Butler just sits in a parking lot and yells for his wife for like an hour. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just that was the clip that Netflix decided to go to. Not like some sort of like ooh intrigue or like maybe this will show you kind of what he gets up to. Like, but like it takes the moment that he realizes his wife is gone to like show you the clip, and it's just the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at I'm, I I clicked on I'm on comicbook.com. I clicked the link mm-hmm. to see the bigger story about this. See if there's any details. So, um, Universal is co-financing Twisters along with Warner Brothers, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, I don't know how often that happens. But um, with veteran producer Frank Marshall attached, um, the more interesting note in the report from The Dish is that uh, it is Steven Spielberg's love of the script um, uh, by Mark L. Smith, who wrote The, ne- the Revenant, um, that mm-hmm. has brought in Amblin, uh, Spielberg's production company, and helped out uh, and helped put Twisters back on the fast track to production. That's really cool. If if the guy who wrote The Revenant wrote a script that Steven Spielberg really likes, I think we're in good hands. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. Sign me up. Dude. Um, among the potential directors, apparently they're meeting with directors now. Um, among the potential directors in uh, Deadline's report are Jimmy Chin and Elizabeth Chai Va- Vassar Haley. Vassar Haley, the duo that won an Oscar for their 2018 adventure comedy Free Solo. A documentary. I don't know why I said adventure comedy. Adventure documentary Free Solo. Um, also mentioned is Dan Trachtenberg, uh, who is, yeah, the guy who directed Prey. Um, he's done some cool stuff. Um, Travis Knight of Laika was also mentioned. Um, he made the jump from animation uh, when he did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings to live action blockbusters with the 2018 Transformers reboot Bumblebee, which I actually really enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Bumblebee. I haven't seen Bumblebee. Was uh, it good? Yes, yeah, surprisingly, uh, it was good. Um, I think it's probably the best Transformers movie since the second one or the first one. Okay, like it since the the original series. It's the best one since then, in my opinion, because um, mm-hmm. it's just 
a kids movie and it's like not afraid to be a kids movie and it's not mm-hmm. they don't try to Michael Bay's movies are like they're juvenile but they try to pretend like they're not juvenile and like give you a bunch of explanations and stuff like a movie can be juvenile that's fine but this one like it actually is not super juvenile but it's like it doesn't treat you like an idiot by trying to give you a bunch of fake science and the all spark and all these like you know what I mean it's just like hey man there's a planet with robots they talk and this one happens to be a a yellow beetle and let's see how it fits in the life of this uh, this teenage girl you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, yeah, that sounds fun. it's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's a fine <laughs> film. It doesn't try to be world changing, which I appreciated about it. Yes. Um, no, that's good. It's got John Cena in it. too. Yeah. It's yeah. got John Cena. He's around doing fun stuff. Um, it's good. Can't hate that. It's good stuff. Um, the Bumblebee design's real good. It's good. Um, yeah. So that's coming uh, down the pipe. I, I'm super, I'm super excited about that. I love Twister. Yeah. Uh, the guy who wrote The Dude. Revenant ha- has a great um, feel for screenplays, obviously, and I'm super excited. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be – if it's not a slam dunk, I will be absolutely confused and surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully – hopefully – I don't know. I'm trying to imagine what kind of movie – like what what it should be. Like should it just be – because I think the hardest part about making a sequel to a movie like Twister is how much of it should be fan service in terms of just like doing a lot of the same things and capturing the spirit of the first movie and how much of it should be like original and new feeling. Um, and right. so I'm, I'm just wondering like what kind of you definitely need a team of scientists being scientists in a fun, funny way. Right. I wonder if you still set it in like America in Tornado Alley or do you like. Is there somewhere else in the world you take it? I don't know. Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah, the White after House. After <laughs> climate change has destroyed the planet. Yeah, exactly. Tornado Alley has moved to the East Coast. Yeah. How, you might ask? That's not important. Science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is important is that you feel bad about it. <laughs> you um, should be afraid. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, Man of Steel 2 is in the works at Warner Brothers. That is. That's exciting. Uh, yes. Any villain thoughts? Any villains you'd nope. like to see? Just nope. said. It was just breaking news that it just, it just, there you go. They were like, we're doing it. And everybody All went, right. yay. Who are like Superman peop- villains? Brainiac. Lex oh, okay. Lex Luthor, Brainiac. Um, Doomsday, which they've Doomsday, done. Doomsday, which they've done, but they didn't There's do it There's Bizarro well Superman they could do. Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Um, Mongol, apparently, which they did in Suicide Squad. Um, Ultraman. An evil version of Superman from Earth 3, like the rest of the Justice League and Crime Syndicate. Yes, Um, Superman and Ultraman fight whenever. Okay. Ultraman would be cool. Nuclear Man. Cyborg Superman. Mm Mm-hmm. He came out in the 90s. Silver Banshee. Bloodsport, that'd be interesting. Yeah, Bloodsport would be Metallo. cool. Metallo. Mm-hmm. Lobo. Lobo would be cool. They they were talking about doing that for a while. With, um... Cool. What's his name? Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Um, Keanu Reeves would be a cool uh, Lobo. Um, yes, he would. 
Yeah, I'm into that. Um, I think it, whoever it will be, it will be, be because The Rock says so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah. I like, uh, I like that this. That uh, is true. I like this quote about The Rock. Uh, the Black Adam premiere happened, so like, there's a lot of uh-huh. quotes from The Rock coming out uh, from journalists. Uh, yep. This was an interesting one. He talked about box office competition with Marvel. Um, oh, said, yeah, this was interesting. Yeah. He says, uh, the, uh, so it says The Rock, this is from IGN. The Rock responds to, uh, quote, unquote, taking a bite out of Marvel at the box office. Uh, the Rock says, uh, I do think we're going to take, I, he says, uh, I do think we're going to take any kind of bite. Oh, sorry. And do he's quoting the question back. Uh, and do I think we're going to take a bite, any kind of bite out of Marvel? Um, that answer is unequivocally no. We don't want to be Marvel. We want to be DC. I don't want a bite of that apple. I want to grab a new apple and I want to create from there. Um, yep, I think that's a great mindset to have. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, 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 the Rock is truly a savvy businessman because I think that is the right approach. Um, there's, I think he understands that uh, in the the world of streaming. Uh, that we live in now there's an infinite uh, uh there's infinite space at the table for everyone if you can carve out a lane that people like you're no longer mm-hmm. in you're no longer in competition with marvel you're in competition with yourself you know what i mean right. like if you can create stuff people like people will go see it it doesn't really matter um what studio does what anymore and i think the rock realizes that which i think is cool and that gives me hope about what they're going to create moving forward trying to be like their own thing rather than like trying to you know to eclipse marvel in a weird way which is impossible to happen because disney has uh infinite pockets <laughs> they'll win that war um yes they will every so, single time yeah um but yeah no i i agree i also think that the rock fundamentally understands what did not work about the dcu last time mm-hmm. you know like what hasn't worked about it yeah and it's that DC was trying to outpace Marvel and try to beat Marvel at their own game when they didn't understand the game that Marvel was playing or the rules that rules they were playing by. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's smart that they're creating something new, like you said, because then you're in competition with yourself, which I think, yeah, which I think is the smartest place to be. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think uh, The Rock's got a uh, understatement of the year, but I think The Rock's got a good head on his shoulders, and I think that oh, yeah. uh, DC is in, in is in good hands moving forward. I think. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Gangs of New York is going to be a series that Scorsese is going to. Yeah, that Martin Scorsese is going to direct it too. Apparently, mm-hmm. interesting. I uh, wait. Let me see. Okay, yeah, this is fine. Um, I think that. <laughs> 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 I like I'm hoping it's like not I'm hoping it's not like a serialized version of like some of the same characters from the movie. I hope it's just like something completely New different. New characters. I love the setting though, so that's really cool. Um yeah. but I, I don't want to see like a knockoff Daniel Day Lewis and a knockoff Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I'd I'd prefer to not see that <laughs> if we can avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Please <laughs> um, let it not be the same characters. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like that setting. I love um, old, old timey like American big cities. I think that's really cool. Um, really terrifying. So I, yeah, really cool and terrifying. And it'll be yeah. I think there's there's a lot of cool stories that you can tell in an episodic format in that time period. So yeah, 
I oh, think yeah. that'd be cool. I'd love to see, and I've had an idea for this for a while, but like a a, a sitcom that takes that's like a period piece that takes place in like nineteen like nineteen thirties New York. I think that'd be really fun. Um, oh yeah, but um, yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that that sounds cool. I'm all for a uh, Gangs of New York uh, style sitcom. I think that'd be cool. Um, oh, this was a fun piece of news. Uh, Liam Neeson is going to star in a remake of Naked Gun. Oh, yeah. Which I'm very excited about. Uh, I love Leslie Nielsen. I loved Naked Gun. Um, uh, my favorite one is, I think, 33 and a Third. Uh, that one is very good. Oh, my gosh. That one's very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's I think it's like the most goofy. But uh, It is the most slapsticky out of yeah, all of them. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, I I like this. I like uh I like Liam Neeson. I think he can bring. I think he can bring what L- Leslie Nelson. I think what he brought to the if he's playing a Leslie Nelson role, which I'm assuming he's playing that type of role. No, oh, he has to be. Yeah, I think he could bring a. It's going to be a slightly different take than what Leslie Nelson did because I think Liam Neeson brings more credibility to like the the detective side of the role. There's um, more what, gravitas to it. Yeah, he has much more yeah. gravitas, um, and he has pretty good comedic timing. He was in an episode of yeah. uh, <laughs> he's in an episode of Atlanta uh, in the, this last season playing himself, uh, and he he the the joke of the basically the scene was about um, Donald Glover's character goes to in Europe like they wind up at uh, this hotel that like is like kind of like a speakeasy for people who have been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam and Liam Neeson is there and it kind of is dealing with what? like Liam Neeson is like playing himself kind of dealing with uh in a comedic way dealing with you know the sort of the the kind of cancellation that he briefly went through um and it's interesting like Wait, when did Liam when did Liam Neeson get canceled Liam Neeson said uh he wasn't fully canceled but he went through a thing where he was criticized in the media because he said um there was some Oh, somebody like raped somebody and Liam Neeson was like, oh, Liam Neeson, don't weigh in on that. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to remember what he said, but it, it had to do with the perpetrator being black or something like that. And what he said oh, was no. problematic. If I can recall correctly, what he said was problematic. It wasn't necessarily indicative of him being a racist person, but it was like the was language little, that ugh. he was using was like problematic. It's like, whoa, you probably shouldn't be saying that you know what i mean yeah it was something like yeah. that it's um, one of those where you just go whoa liam neeson Wait, yeah. really yeah um i didn't realize he got canceled he said something to the effect of like um he he was commenting on the story of like a, a this black man who raped a woman or something like that and then liam neeson mm-hmm. was like you know if that had happened in my family like i would have been going around in like stopping every 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 black person i could find and like because i can imagine the type of anger that that would have something to that effect or something like that he Uh, said and it was just like i don't think you should be in the business of saying that Liam Neeson. but (laughs) you should just when that question comes up about what would you do about this you just go nope next please yeah it was something like that to that effect. And so he was on an episode of Atlanta and he was like sort of in playing a, f- a fictional version of himself sort of coming to like reckoning with that and like kind of okay. having a conversation with Donald Glover about it. And it, the comedic timing is all in how like 
serious he's playing it. And, yes. And oh being and being because the turn of the spoiler alert, but the turn of the episode after he's like said like this really like poetic thing about like how he deserved to be to be uh, essentially deserved to be canceled and deserved to have to like apologize for what he said. Mm-hmm. The the fictional version of of himself, Donald Glover's like, oh, so philosophically, like you understand why people were upset. Well, you said, okay, that's interesting. So uh, you're you're sorry then for what you said, I guess. And he's like, fuck no, I'm not sorry. And he's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> basically, like is is that is that thing? And he's like, it, it, yeah, the fictional version of him is like hasn't learned a thing. Like on an emotional level, like he understands intellectually, but like hasn't learned a thing at all and yeah. hasn't grown at all, uh, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, that's a good. That's a good gag. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm interested to see this, uh, and I'm I'm all for, especially because Liam Neeson has kind of reached the point in his career where he's become a kind of a parody of himself. Um, yeah. I'm I'm totally down for him to embrace that and lean into it and and, and do this. Um, yeah, I think it could be really good. Just make like Taken the comedy. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm all Dude, for that. Exactly. Oh my gosh, what if he just mocks himself the entire time? Yeah, pretty sure that that's what that's going to be. And I'm, that's going to be great. Yeah, just I'm here Liam for Neeson it. doing a parody of Liam Neeson. Yep. <laughs> I'm down. Totally. Um, Sign me up. Hmm. Um. We got uh, Harrison Ford uh, is all but confirmed yes. to be playing uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, the rumor is everywhere, um, mm-hmm. which means at this point, from what we know and usually what we've seen from this kind of rumor making, it usually is pretty much confirmed that that's what's going yeah. to happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we've got uh, Harrison Ford's going to be Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. How are you feeling about that casting? Yeah. Great. I think it's fine. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like, all right, let's let's do it. Like, <laughs> I certainly don't hate it. Yeah, I think it's a good role for him at this point in his career because mm-hmm. Thunderbolt Ross, um, especially the last time we saw him, his whole shtick is that he's just super annoyed by all these superheroes. And uh-huh. like, and like, really doesn't think that they should be allowed to like do anything. And I think that's a good, an easy role for Harrison Ford to probably play right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure he can so. just channel his irritation with having to do these movies. Um, and yeah, I think he'll look good as a Red Hulk, and I think it'll really work, and it'll be a fun role for him to do that he won't have to necessarily set, show up on set for a bunch. Um, uh-huh that I think will be great. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And he's an actor of similar gravitas, I think, to um, to William Hurt that I think will do yeah. a, do the role justice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'll be fine. Yep. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see, you know, I, it's one of those, I never thought I'd see su- Harrison Ford in a superhero movie, much less as Red Hulk. So, yeah. like, let's go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Sounds fun. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, of course, says he's open to making another Mummy movie because why wouldn't he? Yes, all, exactly. I, I make this joke all the time, but I also would like $20 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the perfect joke to make, though. Like, yeah, that's why, it's like, true. <laughs> that's why, like, this isn't, like, news. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> right. It's like, when, it's, like that, it's like last week when we talked about how Christian Bale wants to be in a uh, Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's like, of well, course yeah. he does. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. He wants to be rich. Yeah, like, I'd like to. I'd love twenty million dollars to play a prestige role in a prestige franchise. Like, of course. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so yeah, I would love to see Brendan Fraser return to that franchise. I think there's uh, a yeah. there's definitely still stories to tell um, in that universe, and I think that uh, it could be oh, cool. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Do you think he goes back when he comes back? Is he doing a wig? Is he doing his real hair? Or is he doing a hat? I don't know. It just depends on on, on what story they tell. Um, I could see him. I, I feel like he has to wear a wig because I feel like the hair is so iconic. But also that I mean, yeah. him losing his hair could be a part of the story. So who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, I would love, especially because the Mummy movies, the Mummy movies kind of got away with got away from this the more they went on because Hollywood at the time their blockbusters had to be super action packed. But the yeah. Mummy is a is a comedy too like like we yeah, don't oh, very much so you know what i mean and i think they've kind they kind of like lost that a little bit with the second one and they really lost it in my opinion in the third one oh um, yeah <laughs> they're just like Let, we're not interested in in that anymore we're just gonna like get a sound stage and do a bunch of cgi mummies it's gonna be great um but but that's not <laughs> how we've done it before it's gonna be great yeah it's gonna be fine it's gonna be great um, I would love to see this one lean a little bit more comedy and 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 still have it be mummy, still have it have some scary moments. Um, I yeah. would love for it to just be a story of, I mean, make the story a meta. Here's you have a real opportunity with this franchise, a beloved franchise like that first movie. People le- really love that movie. Oh, it's um, so good. I think you have an opportunity to do one more film that is really a meta version of the real life story where like you can have it be where rick o'connell has gotten old and Mm -hmm. he's going back to egypt to deal with this mummy situation i would love to get arnold vosloo back that would be amazing get odette Mm. fair back like and just do just do it again you know what i mean just like yeah (laughs) just do the mummy we don't get the rock to make a cameo just like dude that's one thing. That's like one thing that I'm like everybody complains about. I mean, and I complained about the Star Wars the Episode Seven just being a remake of Episode Four, and yeah. like all of that. Whatever. This is one of those movies that I go, yeah, just remake the first one. Yeah, like you just could totally, you could totally do it. Um, and yeah, you just haven't. He's he hasn't been to Egypt. He stopped treasure hunting years ago. Uh, yeah. and, and he he but he needs closure in that part of his life. Um, because he doesn't want to feel like his best years are behind him and have him return to Egypt one more time to reckon with the mummy. Like I, there's a, there's a wonderful, it's not going to be, it's not going to be Top Gun Maverick for obvious reasons, but it doesn't need to be. It's not that kind of franchise. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's not, it's totally not. It's more fun than that. Maverick is serious. (laughs) Yeah. Maverick is like every, everything matters and it matters a lot. You know what I mean? It matters a lot and it matters right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, jeez. Yeah. Like you can really. All of my emotions are coming at you in this moment. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. You can have it take place in like the, because when did the first one, the first one was in the thirties. This one would maybe take place in the fifties, sixties, maybe, you know what I mean? We're thirty years removed yep. at this point. Um, yeah, yeah that, I mean, I think that would be that'd be a lot of fun. Like, what does sixties Egypt look like? Like, what is how how are people's mindsets changed? Like, now they maybe they have kids that are like, if you continue that, they the O'Connells, if you bring their kids back, now their kids are in their thirties. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, what I mean? totally, you could totally do it. That would be so much fun, and then yeah. you turn it into a family group affair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
but without drink, being schlocky, like, this right. is what our family does. We're mummy <laughs> fighters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the O'Connells are mummy fighters. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I would just have it be a thing where, yeah. like, it, it, like, his kids, like, have, like, put all the, like, the mum, like, the mummy stuff kind of, like, out of their memory because they were, like, young enough to where they're, like, don't want to relive the trauma of that. And he's, like, oh, yeah. let's go, let's go on vacation. I need to, you know, there's something in Egypt I just got, I got to find closure with that part of my life. And they, you know, go back to Egypt and the mummy happens again. And they're, like, oh, we did not come here for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, man. Yeah. I think that could be really cool, and you can have you can have a new villain. You can introduce a villain if you need to, like some kind of villainous, like some guys trying to resurrect Emotep for reasons. So like, you take elements of the second of the no, of the third one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like you, where they're in London. Mm-hmm. Or is that the fourth one? And I think it's oh, the fourth one is that's the fourth Tomb one. Of the Dragon the Tom Emperor. Cruise. No, that's the third one. The third one is the Tomb of Dragon Emperor. Okay, and then this the fourth one the is second one. Does the second one open up in London? Maybe it does. I think yeah. it does. Yeah, yes, yeah. because right, then at you their have, house. So yes, because then you have um, the reincarnation of uh, Anaxuna Moon, who is uh, trying to find and resurrect Emotep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. You could add those elements back again. Yeah, it'd be great. The uh, the the um, the evil Magi yep. would be great to bring back. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, that would yeah. be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then you could have like, because now my brain's going wild. How cool would know, it be right? if like they're trying to resurrect some other mummy and like they have to work with Emotep and The Rock and like, you know what I mean? And like have to join mm-hmm. forces and stuff like that. That could be fun. Like, you know, just whatever. Like, let's have a good time in this world again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that could be really cool. Um. Yeah, I'm super yeah, down let's for just it. Get in there and mess. Let's get in there and mess around. Yeah, exactly. Why not get in there, put some things together? Um, we can build that rocket ship. Yep. Um. R.I.P. to Cartoon Network, man. Uh, oh yeah. Cartoon Network uh, closed its doors this year, a couple weeks ago, and an end of an era. Yeah. At Cartoon. Or have Network. they closed their doors officially, or was they, or they, or are they planning on it? Um. Let's see. Let's double check so we're not. Talking all the way out of our asses. Um, uh, Cartoon Network is um, merged with Warner Brothers Animation. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's not its own studio anymore. So yeah, that's right. So they slashed they slashed staffing and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, they fired like 82, 82 employees, something like that. I know, jeez, dude, yeah. dude. Did you and and you did you see that there? The rumor is that Discovery is doing all of this to make more profits because they're going to try and sell Warner Brothers off to Universal in 2024. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. I think they're, uh, if Warner Brothers, um, if they're, they, they need to, I think you said they're selling, they're selling Universal to Warner Brothers. Oh, wait, what? Am, Warner Brothers to Universal. Warner Brothers to Universal. Oh, that's, that's interesting. the rumor. That's the rumors that they're going to try and sell Warner Brothers to Universal and they're slashing oh. it to maximize profits. That's interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Well, that, I mean, wow. That, uh, that's going to be interesting. So I wonder what that means for like, because there's like the Warner Brothers lot exists, and there's also the Universal lot. I wonder if those like will stay the same. Like, I wonder if they're gonna like 
do like a rebrand or if they're just going to allow it to still be Warner Brothers, but just under the financial banner of Universal or if they're just going to rebrand it all completely. I don't know. My guess is that they would just let it let it be. Yeah, probably. They'll probably end up doing like um, some kind of name like co like some kind of name like, you know what I mean? Like Warner Universal or something like that. Yeah, Uh, something like that. But that, that is interesting that they're like they're trying to, you know. I mean, everyone's trying to catch up to Disney, but they're, you know, they're trying to deepen everyone's pockets in order to make stuff that competes with Disney and Apple and uh, so Disney now, and Amazon. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that now we live, we used to live in the, in the age of the mega studio. Now we have to live in the age of the super mega studio. Yeah. And there's like three of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? I mean, it's, it really is coming down to that, like. It's at, at some point it's just going to be Disney, whatever this new universal conglomerate is, and Amazon really, because Apple yep. Apple has deep pockets, but they haven't proven themselves as a content creator yet. No, 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 not at all. So it's like really like it's Disney, this Universal thing, Amazon, and the and everyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Totally. And Sony, Sony as well. Um, Sony, yes. yes, Sony, and they well, have Sony, extremely yes. deep pockets from their hardware yes. sales and stuff like that. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, Sony will always be around, but um, yeah, yeah, interesting. It is. Um, it's interesting why they're doing it. Black Adam opens in three days. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Are you excited? I am. I'm gonna try to see it. Um, I'm gonna be out of town on tour um, this week, but I may have a chance to see it while I'm out of town because I have a cool. travel day on friday uh-huh. um and i won't have anything to do but get to the the city get to the air okay. get, get to the airport land and then i'll have yeah. the day to myself so i may try to see it friday um there you and, go yeah so we'll see we may have a uh i may be able to review it on the other side of this would you have plans to see it yet yeah um i'm gonna go see it this weekend okay cool all right i don't have i don't have a show time yet but i'm gonna go see it okay see it this weekend so cool. all right well i i don't have much else here um unless there's something that you wanted to talk about specifically no um we need to talk about the she-hulk finale last two episodes at some point and oh we can do did we not our... talk about those we have not talked about those yet have you seen them are you caught up i have um uh, i think i think we can probably i think we can probably talk about those I think we can get through because I I really only have strong feelings about the finale. Yeah, um, me too. So we can I mean we can talk about that now. You got like, with ten minutes. We can just talk about that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So the She Hulk. What'd you think finale? I thought it was great. I loved it. I loved that it was it was very clever. I I felt like so basically the 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 just for clarity's sake so people know what we're talking about. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Spoiler alert. Um, the finale is essentially two finales in one. Um, uh, She-Hulk is uh, uh, reckoning with the, the the entity that stole her blood. And it ends up being the, the, the jerk guy that's been around the whole season that she went on the bad date with. Because he yep. runs this sort of incel um, message board that hates She-Hulk. And he wanted to have She-Hulk powers because reasons. Um, and that all feels very like rote and kind of like, I guess, but that's by design because, uh, they then spend, so he gets Hulk powers and there's a fight and then Hulk shows up, Bruce Banner shows up and there's chaos is going to ensue. 
um, until She-Hulk is like, nah, this isn't the finale the show deserves. This is my show, not any of their shows. So She-Hulk busts out of her re- her TV show, goes through the mainframe of uh, Disney Plus, the app, and goes into the um, Avengers Assembled behind-the-scenes show, documentary show, um, so that she's technically in the real world. Um, and she goes in on the Disney lot to the She-Hulk writer's room and is like, I this is not cool. Uh, I need to figure out who's behind this. They're like, Kevin's behind this, uh, Kevin Feige. And then she goes to Kevin's office and it's a, <laughs> Kevin is a robot, a sentient, uh, intelligence that puts together all the Marvel stuff. And she has like a, uh, basically it basically is the end. It's, it's the, it's the matrix. It's essentially her going to talk to the architect about, um, what if I choose a different path essentially, um, and sh- they have a discussion, a very comedic one, where they make a lot of jokes and references to other shit. And then um, she lays out the ending of the show that she would like to have. Um, and it's all about her dealing with shit, um, uh, uh, Abomination um, owning up to his misdeeds. And she wants to see Daryl De- Daredevil again because they smashed last episode. She really likes him. Okay, <laughs> that's basically how the episode plays out. Um, Abomination goes to jail and then uh, because he turns himself in but we we kind of as an audience are meant to forgive him and then he goes to uh, spend his time in Comertage with Wong instead of in prison which we're you know as an audience we're supposed to be okay with because it's it's Wong everybody loves Wong and Abomination is a good person he just uh, uh, messed up okay um, I thought this was great I thought it was very clever to kind of get the, the two finales in one episode. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I think it, the, the finale felt true to the spirit of this show. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought the jokes landed. Um, I really loved the breaking of the fourth wall, all that kind of stuff, like her jumping around to different TV shows was really funny. Um, I think the, the, that all that stuff is very intentional to set up the Deadpool stuff. Um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that with the, the Deadpool movie. Um, which uh, leads a little bit more credence to the idea that the actor Hugh Jackman is going to be involved in the story of Deadpool 3, I think, to me. Um, I think that'd be very fun. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. What'd you think? I didn't like it. Okay. What did you like? <laughs> no, that's fair. What did, what did like, you like about it? I, I'm in the camp on the side that I didn't like it. I thought that there was a way you could do everything that the Kevin scene like accomplished, but like, show me how you want your show to be different. Mm-hmm. Like... Don't just talk about it. Like, actually mm-hmm. do it. Like, don't mm-hmm. have this, like, imagined conversation with, like, this with this robot that, like, is mm-hmm. making a joke about, like, a meta joke. I didn't like the super meta-ness of, the, of that moment. It mm. took me out of it. Um, I also didn't like where the show was. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like the fake ending scene where they're going where he injects himself with, like, Hulk serum and, like, gets all big and whatnot. <laughs> I, I, was, I also thought that as I was watching that, I was like, this is terrible. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just was – I don't know. I just wasn't happy. I think yeah. that there was a way that you could have – I would have liked to have seen the story play out and seen the the Jen Walters – favored story on in like a in more of the like show me through the story still have the fourth wall breaking like like talking to the fourth wall but like the part where i was just done was when she crawled out of the into the disney like the menu and then i was just kind of like okay i don't really care about this anymore just because Hmm. i'm not looking for this kind of stuff i'm looking just to watch a story Mm -hmm. you know what i mean 
Yeah, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want an uber commentary because it felt almost kind of like a little bit, like at least to me, a little bit like with the way it was was like almost mocking people for liking Marvel the way it is, and and now I'm not one of those people, but it's like mm-hmm. almost mocking people for liking Marvel the way it is and for being having a fandom in this thing, you know, in the first place. But it's like, but you make your money off of these people, so like mm-hmm. you're gonna kind of make fun of them for it. It was just weird. I don't know. It didn't quite ring. Yeah, I get that. I think, you you know what I mean? Yeah. I think my reading of it was, um, I kind of liked what they were making fun of because they were making fun of the idea that everything in Marvel has to play out the exact same way and has to be the same thing. Sure. And I kind of liked that they kind of hung a lantern on that and made fun of that because I do think that's like the biggest criticism leveled against Marvel from like people that don't like Marvel stuff is that it all kind of feels the same and kind of has a lot of the same sure. plot points. Um, so I, I appreciated it for like them admitting that they're aware of that and that like they're not committed to every Marvel property being the exact same, which I kind of like. Right. Um, yeah, I do agree though. I think I could definitely see an argument for like. Um, cause I think that's also a big complaint about, um, the, the architect scene in the matrix sequel is that, you know, it's like, I'd, I'd rather n- like it, I'd rather not have, uh, a, you know, a deep philosophical and hard to understand conversation in, in, in this movie that is trying to sell it as an act itself as an action movie. So I kind of get that. Like, I think show don't tell is, is a good principle to work by. And I think there is probably a way that they could have done the exact same thing in terms of like started with the cliche ending and be like no this isn't the ending we're supposed to have and do a different ending with that doesn't that is more active rather than just a conversation i totally get that exactly Um, and that's kind of what i was hoping they would do with mm -hmm. this show because that's what i felt like would really legitimize it as a you know as its own entity and as its own show and so just for the character to take control of like and i get that the character needs to take control of her own show Mm -hmm. and that's totally it's totally true but like show me it you know, totally. show me the character taking control. Don't just like have, you know. Yeah, totally. And I get that it was the it was the cheaper ending. <laughs> right. I, that's the, that was the next point I was going to make. I was like, I'm sure there is a more elaborate way they could have done it. But oh, that yeah. time and money probably did not allow for. Oh, yeah. No, um, I know that this is the cheap. I know that yeah. this is the cheap ending. So I'm like, there's, yeah. I have no illusions about that. Like, and I know yeah. that how much it, money it costs to render She-Hulk on screen. So, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I get it, but at the same time, you know what I mean. Show me. Yeah, don't 100%. like. You know, don't preach at me. Show me. I agree. Um, I want. I'm. This this show is. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm. I'm yeah. interested to see with. I'm interested to see what they do with She Hulk if they're going to do a another season of this, which I'm totally on board for, mm-hmm. or if they have uh, plans to use that character in a different way. Um, I think. I mean, I'm not sure which, like, if I were Kevin Feige, if I were the robot, I don't know which direction I would go if I would do another series of this or do something else with the character. Because I think there's potential to do both uh, or either or. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, huh. Right. I wonder. Because I love that, that what they set up with Daredevil. I think they they work as like a, as like a, uh, as like a, they did it once, but it's kind of like a will they, won't they continuing thing. You know right. what I mean? Like, I think they've set up like a cool thing for that. And I'll, also, I could totally see it working where they just kind of are together. And that's just like a thing that runs in the background of like, yeah, what's going on. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do um, with the character. 
You mean She Hulk and her long term and her uh, long distance boyfriend Daredevil? Yeah, <laughs> that could be a great that could be a great catalyst for her season two. Is like navigating being She Hulk, uh, where a She Hulk that is fully on board with crime fighting at this point because I think yeah. there's a they, she says that at the end um, that she's going to do both. Um, and then also, but also is trying to figure out how to make a long distance relationship work with somebody who is also a superhero, I think is, is very funny and fun yeah. and be could fun be really dynamic. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe she goes and spends some time with him in New York for a while. I think that could maybe. be a, a fun couple of episodes, like a three episode arc or something where she's like, <laughs> he gives her a crash course on being a superhero and, and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. I think that could be really fun. Um, yeah, I think he could swap in for the Hulk role in the next version of this where like, okay, you've learned how to be an Avenger, but that's not necessarily what you are going to be dealing with on a day-to-day. You're going to be much yeah. more like me dealing with like local level street crime and street, let me show you the, the, the Yeah, the rules are different when you don't have shield yeah. backing you up, you know what I mean? Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So I could see that being a real fun thing where he gives her like the tour of New York and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. I could even see that being it could definitely be a part of the next She-Hulk series or it could even be now that Marvel's doing these like special presentation like short shorter films like I think they mm-hmm. could do something like that just like a an hour long episode of Daredevil and She-Hulk and it kind of plays like a like a romantic comedy or you know what I mean like I think yeah, that could totally. be fun too. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you could do, yeah, you could totally do little team-ups and stuff like that. Mhm. which would be great. Yeah. Um I like all it. that being said, I'm looking forward to them bringing Daredevil back. The Daredevil Ugh. Born Again is going to be Born great. Again is going to be great. Yeah. I'm and super excited. If it's excited not, people will be very unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they will. Um cool. Well, I don't have much more to, else to say about the She-Hulk um finale than that. Yeah. Uh, I cool. like the show up up until the ending. Yeah. If, you know, like yeah. I was like I was I was all about it up until the up until the very last little bit and then I went like, "Oh, this is not what I wanted." Totally. Well, yeah. good. Good. I think. I think uh, g- the best art uh, makes you think, even if you disagree with it. And, and so, like, oh, I yeah. think the fact that like we are able to talk about this at all, I think, is is a good sign. Um, oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool, man. Um, where can people find you online? I'm on the internet. Great. Uh, I am also on the internet. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular and WeeklyRegular.com. Derek, thanks so much again for joining me, and we'll see you all next week.